Well, church, uh, today is a celebration Sunday. It's not going to be a normal Sunday. If you're a guest and you were hoping to hear a 55-minute sermon from me, you're not going to hear that this morning. Today we're going to be... I don't usually preach for 55 minutes. I was hoping somebody would acknowledge that. Uh, today's going to be a day of just celebrating what God is doing in people's lives through baptisms, through some testimonies and stories. Uh, we have a challenge for this year. But, but to, to begin with, we're going we're to start with baptisms. And I just wanted to explain baptism real quick because maybe you come from a tradition where you're not even going to heaven unless you've been baptized. You know, where it's like as early as you can, you dunk the kid or you sprinkle the kid or you do whatever you got to do to the kid to make sure they can go to heaven. What, what we see in the word of God is that baptism is always a response after someone has made a choice to receive the grace of God and to follow Jesus. It's a response they make of obedience saying, God, thank you for what you've done inside of me. Now I want the whole world to know it. I want to outwardly demonstrate to everybody what you have already done inside of me. Does that make sense? And so this morning we have several people that are being baptized. And here's the cool thing. We have several people that are doing the baptisms because they're meaningful people in those, pe in those individuals' lives. And so we're going to start with Tucker Close and Pastor Aaron. And I'm going to move out of the way. And uh, Tucker, come on over. tender heart in the midst of his play and uh, he, he's got a he's got a passion for his friends for his family and uh, in Minecraft is that right yeah yes of course of course so Tucker without further ado do you uh, have you asked Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of your life yeah awesome man well hey why don't you plug your nose there big guy excellent in the name of Jesus and the Holy Ghost, I baptize you. Amen. Yes. Woo! Right up. 
Jayla is, in one word, a firecracker. <laughs> but a firecracker for Jesus is an amazing thing. And I know that she loves Jesus and she's ready to tell the rest of you that she's ready to love him and serve him. So Jayla, have you accepted Jesus? Are you ready to serve him? Okay. On that confession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. to me is 2 Corinthians 5.17. Anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. Yes. The old is gone, the new has come. And that's what this represents. The old is washed away because of Jesus, and the new has come. Yes. Stacy, do you believe that Jesus died so you could be forgiven? Yes. Do you believe that because of Jesus, your sins are washed yeah. clean? Yeah. Do you believe that he is coming back for you? Yes. Amen. Stacy, on the confession of your faith, I baptize you now in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is Michael Ward and his beautiful wife, Connie, Constance. Wait for this. Absolutely, yeah. I've been wanting to share with Ken this, this miracle about my life in the last year. Actually, my journey here at, at Journey Church has been like six years now, I think, yeah. I've been coming here. And uh, I was homeless when I came here. And my journey started with absolutely me and God. And that was the only thing I had in life. I didn't have a meal. I didn't have a dollar in my pocket. And I came here. 
Actually, the miracle started by catching a fish. I caught a fish in the, in the, in the river that was, uh, uh, had a tag in it. I got $100 for that fish. And, and, and it was the absolute bottomest part of my life. And uh, I made a lot of bad choices and it put me on the streets and that's where I was ended up. And, and since I've been here at this Journey Church, I've, I, I got a wife and I got a daughter and I got, I got a brother-in-law and my journey's been so good for me. And I was gonna tell you about this last year. I went through five schools. It's better. I had five surgeries this year, actually four surgeries this year. And uh, I was on the table on Thursday, and I was going to tell about this miracle of my, my life of, you know, just wanting to come here at the end of the year and knowing I'm still following Christ after all I've been through this year. Um, immigrations gave us a hard time. You know, I've been through a lot, and uh, I was going to tell you about that. And then on Thursday, I was on the operating table again. And like 10 days ago, my kidney was half, a, half of a kidney stone. It was just covered in kidney stones. And I showed up and I was always there and they were like, you don't have any more kidney stones. <laughs> and, I, and I know it's through my, my, my love of Jesus Christ and who he is for me and what he's done. And this is just a representation of, you know, to let yeah. you know who, who Jesus really is. He's for real out there, man. He changed my life around. You know, I, I, I've been that person where, you know, I didn't think God was going to forgive me for my sins. It was too much. And I just, I, I, I know, I know, I know that I, I love Jesus and he loves me. And I got, I got an aunt last night. I was talking to her. She got cancer. She went through hospice in the last two weeks. And now she's back at home. So we know what that means. I mean, she's got a God, like I got a God, and she wanted to get baptized. <laughs> and I'm like, you need to get baptized, you know? So if she, if she can't do it, I'm, I'm gonna represent her with my baptism for her, because it's that time, you know? It's time to love one of each other and just take each other in our hearts and just spread that love around the world, not just oh, in your own community, but in your own world. And it's easy to love the ones in our circle. You know, let's spread out the circle, make this circle bigger, and it's bigger than us. We've got the power to change the world by just loving Jesus. This is who he is. He's strong. This is a celebration. This is, you know, his birthday, you know? Yeah. This is his, this is why he's here, you know? Let's do this. I love you, man. You want to sit down? It has been a journey, man. <laughs> it's been a journey. And my prayer for you and for Connie is that the best is yet to come. No eye has seen, no ear has heard the good that the Lord has prepared for those. So I'm just praying that you would just continue to experience the provision and the power and the protection of the Lord in your life, in your marriage, in your family in Mary Agnes's life? Is she in the nursery? Yeah. So upon your confession of faith, it is such an honor, Mike, to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
Don't forget your shoes. <laughs> Anybody else want to jump in? We'll get you. I, we've already got another family that's getting baptized, and they needed some other family members to be here, so we'll probably be doing this again in a month. Um, can we just give God praise? Let's give God praise. We praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. All glory to you, Jesus. All honor to you. All praise to you, Jesus. You're the rescuer. You're the savior. You're the forgiver. You make all things new. Thank you that you make all things new. That you take the brokenness and the rubble of our lives and you turn it for your glory. Man, he's so good, isn't he? So good. Well, hey, I don't know if we've officially welcomed you to Journey, but welcome on this new year. A uh, couple things that I want to let you know about, Pastor Aaron already covered the connection cards, but if you're watching online, either live or maybe you're watching this another time, man, we, just, we love you and uh, we're praying for you and if it ever becomes possible for you to, to be able to join us in person, there's something powerful about being together and we would love to have you join us in person. Um, uh, one, a couple things I want to let you know about before I, before I forget is we have a trip uh, being planned for June 17th through the 24th, a missions trip to the Dominican Republic. The deadline for that is January 15th. And so if you want to be a part of that, talk to me. I'd love to give you more details. If you go to our events page and click on the DR trip, all the information is there. You can click uh, to register. I think we've already got eight people registered, so we've got 12 more spots that we could fill uh, for that. Um, we're going to be talking about this more next week, but if, you, if you're one of these people who likes to get ahead, you know, you're, you're the person who actually, you know, read the text in college before the, the lecture, brown nosers, <laughs> uh, we have, now no one's going to take them, but we, next week we're going to be talking about prayer, we're going to be getting into our week of prayer, and there's an excellent resource that we have out in our lobby, uh, probably one of the best books that I've read on, on fasting in particular, don't let that scare you, um, and uh, if you'd like to grab one of those, it's a, a suggested donation of five bucks, but you can just grab one and pay that money later or never. We're not, we're not keeping track. We don't have any Nazis back there with, uh, you know, lists, checking names off and seeing if you've given. So if, if you want to grab one of those, um, that's a resource that we want to get into your hands. And then finally, if you weren't here last weekend for our Christmas service, we gave out ornaments. And these ornaments um, are the Celtic symbol of the Trinity. And we talked about the, that during uh, December. And so if you didn't get one of those ornaments, please take one of those on your way out. Or take two, or take three, or four. Because we got a lot of them. And uh, we'd love for them to, to go on people's trees. So there you can do your Christmas. You can have your Christmas shopping already done for next year just by grabbing some of those on your way out. And, uh, and then before I get it uh, too much further ahead, um, and these lights kill me here. But David, where are you at? David Crockett. Would you stand to your feet, David? David, this young man, is about to leave for the army, and uh, yeah. Can I ask you to move into the, the aisle real quick, and my veteran's in the room, and 
and, and I don't want to put you guys on the spot, but I would love to have some of our veterans come around him, or even if you're active service right now, I don't, I don't know if we have anybody in that scenario, but I'd love to, for you guys, to, man, I'm going to break up already, I'd love for you guys just to come around David, and David, I hope this is okay with you, we, laying of hands, is, we see this in the word of God, and it's a way of just saying we're with you, and we love you, and we're praying for you, and uh, and then the rest of the room, I know this is kind of awkward because you're looking up toward me and he's back there. I and mean, you've got to kind of move around. But would you stretch out your hands as well? Father, we thank you for David. We just claim in the name of Jesus that he belongs to you. And so, God, we speak over him your divine supernatural protection. We pray that you would be a shield about him, oh God. Your mighty warrior angels would, be, would just cover him. We pray you would not only protect him physically, but you would protect him spiritually and emotionally. God, that you would protect him relationally in every facet of his life. God, that you would come around him, that you would protect him, oh God. Father, we speak your presence over him. God, I pray that David would just, that he would just have an insatiable appetite for you, for the things of God, for your word, for being in your presence, God. That, that you would put men and women, women around him that, that would be lifters. That they would, be, they would be people who would spur him on to, to, to righteousness and to following you faithfully. God, we just speak your provision over him, God, that you would go before him, that you would put him in the right places at the right times, that you would guide and lead. Every step he takes would be led by you, oh God, for your glory. Thank you for David. Thank you for his family. I, God, I pray over his family. Peace. I pray over his family that you would lift all anxiety, all worry that would be associated with him leaving. God, that you would just, that you would just fill them, oh God, with your peace and your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Whew. Yeah, praise God. I love that. I love that. Hey, uh, we're going to get into a couple testimonies in a minute. Before we do that, I want to give you a challenge, okay? And the challenge is we are at January 1st. This is the first day of the year. You're like, yeah, that's not rocket science, buddy. Um, I want to get, I don't always do this at Journey, but this is one of these things I feel so, I feel so convicted about this for, for our church, is that this would be a year that we would get into the word of God, and not just in a spontaneous, you know, let's just see where I fall today, or not just in an app where I have a verse of the day, and I read one verse, and that's what spurs me on. I, I want us as a church to really get into the word of God, and what if I told you that this could be a year that you could actually read through the entire Bible, that you could actually go all the way through the Bible and have an understanding of how the Bible is laid out, and instead of, instead of you having this sense of a fear about reading the, the word of God or maybe intimidation about reading the word of God, that, that, that it could come alive. You could actually understand what you're reading and what's going on in what you're reading. Um, there is an incredible app. It's the best app that I've seen for this, and it's called a Bible in One Year, and we're going to put up the, the graphic for this. You can go to your app store right now, and you can actually search for Bible in One Year. If you forget to do this, you can go to explorejourney.org slash 2023, and we have the link right there as well. But this app is like, no, it's, it's, it's the best app that I've seen, and I, I see this stuff all the time for reading the Bible, because it will take you through, you'll, you'll get a psalm or a proverb, You'll get a New Testament reading, and you'll get an Old Testament reading. 
And then you'll get in commentary. You'll get an explanation of what you're reading and why it's important and why it matters. And here's the cool thing. A lot of you aren't readers. And I don't mean that you're illiterate. I just mean you just, I, I bump in a lot of people in their 60s and they're like, I haven't read a book since I, I didn't even read a book in high school, let's just be honest. And so, so maybe for you, like reading is like, that's not my jam. You can actually listen to it and, and it's, it'll take you, at the most usually it takes about 25 minutes a day. And before you get all discombobulated over that, the latest research is we spend two and a half hours every day on social media, y'all. Let that sink in. So you can take 25 minutes and you can put the word of God inside of you and it would be the greatest difference. In fact, I'd make a commitment. I'll, I'll bet you money that if you do this consistently throughout the year, at the end of the year, you'll say, my life was better for it. It wasn't wasted time. This was time I grew. I, I got to know the Bible more through this. And so we're going to real quick look at a testimony. This is a guy in my men's uh, Bible study on Wednesday mornings who I was already going through the app. Did, did, you get, did, I, what, did I reference that or did you find it before me? I think I said something about it maybe a year ago. Dan started reading it. And so he was telling me about what a difference it's made in his life. We shot a video. Let's just watch this video of Dan and then we'll come my back. My name's Dan Penn. And Pastor asked me to share with you about the Bible in One Year app with Nikki and Pippa Gumbel. I started it last year just wanting to read the Bible again in one year. I've done it a couple other times, and I found this app on through the Bible app that Pastor turned us on to a long time ago. And in the Wednesday morning Bible study, um, we were talking and pastor told me about how they had their own Bible app, so I downloaded that on my phone. And I have gained a lot of knowledge. It's helped me a lot understanding the Bible. It's like coming to church almost on Sunday mornings. I enjoy it so much having a sermon and hearing pastor preach the word. Now, this is almost like having a sermon every day. Only the, earth, the thing about it is you're doing more of a Bible study. You're learning about the Bible. The neat thing about it is there's three sections to this app. And the first one is just a foreword about something that might have happened, someone they know or something like that. Then they give a little commentary. They give a prayer after that. Then they do a uh, verse. They do either a Psalms or Proverbs. Then they do a commentary explaining that. Then a prayer. Then they do uh, some verses out of the New Testament. And then there is a commentary and a prayer. Then they do the Old Testament commentary and prayer. And the neat thing about it is after you read like after you get done reading the New Testament, that section, Nikki goes into a lot of details about what those verses are, what they mean, especially to him. And then your prayer really is related to that those verses. And then at the very end, Pippa, his wife, she always has a little clip at the end there, and she gives some neat things she does she picks out little things like the one day she picked out uh 
couple of verses, verses Second uh, Kings 2, 23, 25, 23 through 25, says, be careful about, te- about kidding bald people. It might be something you want to read. And also, there's uh, in Acts 27 through 12, about being careful where you fall asleep. Some things, just little things in the Bible I probably read before, you probably read, and you just kind of glossed over it. But there are some really neat things that I learned through reading this Bible app. Um, I've learned a lot through this Bible app. I really recommend anybody else doing it. I do it at my leisure. I do it in the morning so I get all my my uh, verses of the day done and I do this study, and I can reflect on that through the day. Uh, I'm sure Pastor will have it on board, but on your phone, just look Bible in One Year by Nikki and Pippa Gumbel, or it can be uh, downloaded on your computer also. Have a good day. Thank you, Dan, for sharing that. So a, a couple things along with that, We're, we've set up a private Facebook page, and if, you, if you're all in on doing this in a year, let me know, email me, message me, and we'll add you to this private Facebook page, and each day we're just going to share like our so what, like what was, what, in our reading, what was the thing that stood out, what are we going to do differently, how are we going to think differently, how are we going to approach God differently, and it's just going to be a way of, of encouraging one another and, and being committed to this. Another thing I want to let you know along with reading the Bible is we're starting the Grow class this coming Thursday. The Grow class is going to be every Thursday in January. And this Thursday, we're actually tackling the topic, how to read the Bible. So if the Bible has seemed intimidated, maybe you've had questions, the Grow class is a small group. I lead it. And, and it's a place where you can ask the questions. And maybe, maybe you've tried to download something on your phone, and you're like, I can't even figure this thing out. Like, we'll, we'll help walk you through it. We'll help you figure out where things are at. That's this Thursday in the Student Center at 7 o'clock is the Grow class. And then um, we have a, just a couple more testimonies, and I, this is going to be so powerful. I'm going to ask Jeremy, if you would go ahead and, and start coming up, Jeremy. I wanted, while Jeremy's coming up, I wanted to read this from, are Al and Barb Dar in the room? Al and Barb, are you guys in here? I know they're planning on being here. Al, uh, I just wanted to read this while J- Jeremy, go ahead and come up. Uh, uh, they said, Alan Barb says, when we visited Journey Church in the summer of 2019, we knew this was where we needed to be, and we're so thankful for this church because our world was about to be turned upside down. Al had had three previous back surgeries and looked like we were headed for the fourth, but as you know, COVID changed everything. His surgery was delayed until the summer of 2020, and he was in pretty bad shape. Our first thank you, Jesus, was that the hospital had stopped all visitors, but the day before Al's surgery, they lifted the rule and allowed one visitor per patient. The day after he was released, they reinstated it. Even during the pre-op, talking to the anesthesiologist, he told us that he and his wife prayed for his patients before every surgery. I told him he was an answered prayer because I prayed for a doctor who prayed. During the surgery, the surgeon thought something was off, and after running extra tests, we discovered that Al had cancer that had spread to his bones. The doctor said they couldn't wait till he healed from his surgery, and so they started chemo just two weeks after the surgery. Every emotion imaginable erupted in our lives, but during all this, we knew God was with us. I can honestly say without God, I would have never made it. Two and a half months later, my mom was diagnosed with incurable brain cancer. She went to live in her forever home with Jesus in March of 2021. 
Over the next two years, Al had chemo, radiation, and then immunotherapy every three weeks. God's presence in our lives has been our hope, strength, and peace that truly surpasses all understanding. Prayers of desperation turn into prayers of thanksgiving. How can we ever thank Jesus enough for what he has done for us? He died on the cross to set us free. He was beaten so we can declare that by his stripes we are healed. In November of 2021, Al's number the doctor was concerned the most about dropped to normal. After a year in November 2022, it remained normal, so the doctor said that we should stop immunotherapy and just monitor his numbers. On December 30th, what was that, two days ago? Al's numbers remained at a normal level. That's a huge thank you, Jesus. As we are so thankful for all of our doctors, we know God is the ultimate healer. We thank God for all he has done in our lives, and to him all glory forever and ever. Let's give God praise for that testimony. This is Jeremy, and you got to hear Jeremy's story, so I'm going to give you some time and you share. Hello. Happy New Year, everyone. I have never done this before, but I am absolutely not afraid to do it. Uh, I'm going to start back. We all went through COVID together and it was difficult. Uh, I was not feeling well for a good portion when COVID started, basically. I think I caught it early, and I just wasn't feeling right in general for a good portion. Uh, my body was hurting. And then at one point, I had some family trauma that happened. Uh, there were some things going on in my family that I don't know any other way to say it to you. I'm sure people in this room have done this, but I was alone at night, and I cried out. I cried out, why are you doing this to me? What have I done? I'm faithful. Why me? And I'm screaming this to the point where my wife walks out to our detached garage and says, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm tired. I'm worn out with this last two or three years, the way I feel, what's going on with my family. I'm tired. I met with Pastor Ken a couple of times. I told Ken, I'm not suicidal but I'm tired. I'm worn out. People don't get along. We're all, we go outside these walls. We get along when we're together, but we go outside these walls. We watch TV. We're divided. People want to divide us. One thing holds us all together. We need to start walking. I feel like we need to start, I need to start walking that line. I need to start walking that line harder. I need to go outside of these doors and start not preaching to people, but I recently said this to a mentor of mine. He said, everything happens, and I've, this is absolutely the truth, everything happens, all glory goes to God for the things that happen. He said, but people that don't believe in God, they're like, oh, I can't see God. You know what? I see his reflection in you. Start letting people see your reflection. As my story continued, I was struggling. I was going through this big struggle, and I thought it was, it was a big struggle. It wasn't. Something else was coming. <laughs> I, uh, I found out at 48 years old that me and my wife, who were almost empty nesters, were going to have a child. COVID. <laughs> right? 
so we're like, as any of you can imagine, and I've talked to some of you in here who have had children at 45 or later, what in the world? Listen, I sat out in that garage, and what was going on was with me and my, one of my children, and I was yelling at God, why can't I raise my children? What have I done? Explain that to me. Like, I'm 48 years old. There you go. Me and my wife were married. I was married at this church, at the old church. I was baptized at this church. I've been a, m a member of the church for about 12 years now. Uh, we formed a family together when I was about 40 years old, never even considering we could have children together. We have three daughters. I have one. She has two. Beautiful little family. That's great. Good answer, but something else was coming. Something much worse. That is a gift from God. My daughter is a gift from God. This church is a gift from God to me. All that aching I had in my body for those years, the doctors finally, because they weren't doing triage on people, they were actually... I got fired at a job that I had been at for 15 years on my anniversary this last year, April 7th. And I was driving home, wondering what I was going to do, how I was going to tell my wife I'm crying, we have a baby on the way. I got to switch onto her insurance. I was diagnosed with stage four cancer in my bones. I have a baby coming. What do you mean I have stage four cancer? It's everywhere. It's in my hips all the way across. It's in my spine. It's in between my lungs up here, across my clavicle. I had a doctor sit in a room with me and my wife that first looked at the scans, and in front of my wife, the doctor told me I wouldn't live to see my daughter being born. Think about that. I have screamed at God. We have conversations all the time about things. People in this church have been praying for me. If you have prayed for me, this is going to be a little awkward. I'm not separating anybody, but I need for personal for me. If you have prayed for me, would you please stand up? Please. I went and got a scan right before Christmas. I have one tumor the size of a quarter in my back. The conduit, the conduit, I believe, that comes from this church, and all glory goes to God for all of this, but I firmly believe that the conduit that comes from you guys praying for me is helping to save my life. It gave me a healthy child. I can start making plans again. I'm gonna win. I'm thankful for you guys. I'm just starting a new journey. I've been here for 12 years. I always sit in the back and I watch. I'm gonna be getting a little more involved at this point again, so. 
I appreciate your prayers. I love you guys. And So we, we, have, we have other testimonies. We're going to share these at some point. Ashley and Garen, I think they're over somewhere in that area. We, we're going to share your guys' testimony at some point. But here, it, there's so much more we could share. But here's what I really think we, we need to do. I'm going to ask our worship team to come back up. And I'm going to ask our prayer, our prayer team to come on up. And even if you're not scheduled to, to pray, I'm just going to ask anybody who's on our prayer team, our board, board members, uh, pastoral staff, leaders, if you guys want to come up. Prayer team members, I'm going to ask you guys to get into groups of two. So this is going to be really weird. That you're, to, you're doing this live in front of people who are watching you. It's going to be awkward. In, in teams of two, even three. So if that works better, if there's already, you know, a, a group of three of you or whatever. We're going to groups of two or three. So here's, here's the truth of the matter. There's some of you sitting here and, and there's, all kinds of, there's all kinds of things that go on in a room with this many people. Um, some of you are here and you need to get right with God. And this is the day to do it. It's January 1st. You, you need to come up and you need to, you just need to tell, tell one of the prayer part. I, I just need to get right with God. They're, they're going to pray with you. They're going to love you. They're going to lead you. Some of you are here and you need healing in your body. And the doctors have told you something and, and fear has flooded your heart. And I'm here to tell you, God still heals. God still heals. He has, God hasn't diminished in power. He's not like, oh, 2,000 years, I don't know if I can do this. He still heals. In fact, and I, I just want to read this to you. The book of James, this is in the Bible, because some of you are like, this is so weird. Your weird meter was tripped a long time ago. Um, this, is, this is James chapter 5. Uh, James chapter 5, verse 14. Are any of you sick? So in this room, are any of you sick? He says, you should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick, and the Lord will make you well. And if you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. This is in the Bible. This is a part that a lot of, a lot of churches, a lot of believers have just started ignoring because it's too weird for them. But it's in the Bible. It's in the New Testament part of the Bible. So prayer partners, if you guys already don't have oil, there's oil on both sides. Make sure someone from your group of two or three has a vial of oil. Hopefully we have enough to go around. Um, we're we're going to do that. If you're sick and you want prayer, maybe you've been prayed for a hundred times. I'm telling you, there's something in the room this morning. It's the Holy Spirit. It's not like some mystical force. It's the Holy Spirit. And Jesus is going to be glorified. And maybe you've been prayed for before. Who knows? what God wants to do today. That's the second group of people. There's a third group of people that you love Jesus and you have faithfully followed him, but let's, you're just tired. Christmas didn't help. The holidays didn't help. You just find that you're just, you're just like, God, there's got to be more. And can I tell you, there is. Jesus says there's rivers of living water. He has rivers of living water available for you. So the worship team is going to start singing in a moment. I'm going to ask everybody in the room to stand to your feet. I promise you this is the last thing we're doing. Some of you are going, how long is this New Year's Day service going to go? If you've never been to Journey before, we're usually done by now. But we just really believe God wants to do something in this room. So maybe you need, you need to get right with God. You come.
in just a moment. You come. You, you need healing in your body. You come. You're tired. You just want more of God. You just want more of the Spirit. You feel like David once cried out. He goes, God, restore the joy of my salvation. Sometimes we just get in a place where we're just stuck, we're dry, we're tired. And David just said, God, just restore. I, I, I want to I I be back at the original condition that I used to be in. So I'm going to stop rambling. Worship team, they're going to start singing. And I, I dare you to come. I'd love to see lines of people waiting to be prayed for. We'll make it happen. Let, let's come. Let's come.